Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our numbers 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Lots to get to today. You may have seen this, because it's been repeated in newspaper after newspaper after wire story. This piece in the Washington Post by Paul Farhi, F-A-R-H-I. I've been on the radio almost 20 years. This guy writes for the Washington Post. He hears me on WMAL. He's never spoken to me once. Not once. And here's what he writes. And we're going to get to a lot of other things too, but I want to address this just to make a point. Talk Reno owner orders conservative host to temper election fraud rhetoric. Then it's picked up by the New York Times at 1.25 p.m., It's picked up by the Atlantic Journal-Constitution. It is spread by Mediaite, which is a hateful left-wing website. Mother Jones, uh, it's pushed there by some guy named Drum. And uh, And then the Daily Mail, one of the largest radio companies, tells hosts they will be fired for claiming election fraud. After months of stoking anger about alleged election fraud, writes Paul Farhi, one of America's largest talk radio companies has decided on an abrupt change of direction. Cumulus Media, which employs some of the most popular right-leaning talk radio hosts in the United States, has told its on-air personalities to stop suggesting the election was stolen from President Trump or else face termination. A cumulus executive issued the directive on Wednesday, just as Congress met to certify Joe Biden's election victory, and an angry mob of Trump supporters marched on the Capitol, overwhelmed police, briefly occupied the building, terrorizing lawmakers and leading to the deaths of five people. Of course, three people died, just as a footnote, 
from medical conditions having nothing to do with all this. I just want to point it out. Right-wing media outlets spent significant time on January 6th suggesting that the Trump mob that stormed the U.S. Capitol weren't actually Trump supporters. We need to help induce national calm now, Brian Phillips, executive vice president of content for Cumulus, wrote in an internal memo, which was first reported by Inside Music Media. Cumulus and its program syndication arm Westwood One, quote, will not tolerate any suggestion that the election has not ended, the election has been resolved, and there are no alternate acceptable paths, unquote. If you transgress this policy, you can expect to separate from the company immediately. A Cumulus representative did not respond to repeated requests for comment on Sunday, so it was leaked by somebody. The new policy is a stunning corporate clampdown on the kind of provocative inflammatory talk that has long driven the business model for Cumulus and other talk show broadcasters, and it came as Apple, Google, and Amazon cut off essential business services to Parler, the pro-Trump social media network where users have promoted falsehoods about election fraud and praised the mob that assaulted the Capitol. Apple and Google removed the Parler app uh, from uh, the offerings for its smartphones, while Amazon suspended it from its web hosting services. American founder, Amazon founder and chief executive Jeff Bezos also owns the Washington Post. Since the election, Cumulus has remained silent, while some of its most popular hosts, who include Mark Levin and Dan Bongino, have amplified Trump's lies that the vote was rigged or in some way fraudulent. On his program Tuesday, the day before the march on the Capitol, for example, Levin fulminated about Congress's certification of electoral votes for Biden, describing the normally routine vote as an act of tyranny. You think the framers of the Constitution thought there and said Congress has no choice but to accept the votes, even if there's fraud, even if there's some court order, even if some legislature has, bear with me, violated the Constitution? Atlanta-based Cumulus owns 416 radio stations in 84 regions across the country. Many of its stations broadcast a talk format, a medium that has been dominated by a conservative point of view for decades. In addition to its national personality, it employs local radio hosts in many of its markets, and it goes on. Then it goes to, uh, to talker radio magazine uh, guru Michael Harrison, who really didn't do very much to defend people like me. Now, here's the problem. I never got a memo. I never got any memo. Not from Brian Phillips, Executive Vice President of Content for Cumulus. Not from anybody. Nobody threatened me. Nobody told me what I could and couldn't say. Because if they did, you'd be hearing about it. But they didn't. They didn't. I haven't incited anything. I don't promote violence. But the Washington Post has a narrative. Paul Farhi has a narrative. He's also a liar. Paul Farhi should have picked up the phone and called me. And I could have told him right there and then. I never got any memo. But that would destroy his entire narrative. Wouldn't it? It would destroy his entire narrative. And not only that, in the print edition, I am told, of the Washington Post, they have my picture. Like I did something. Or somebody was admonishing me or something. A complete and utter fabrication. Nobody sent me any memo, and they don't have to send me a memo. We know how to conduct ourselves behind this microphone. Now, Paul Farhi and the Washington Post may not like it, 
Fred Ryan, who's the boss of the Washington Post, he may not like it. I'm an outspoken constitutional conservative. I point out the hypocrisies and the contradictions. But never, ever do I promote violence or incite violence. If somebody takes my words and twists them, I can't control that any more than somebody might take Bernie Sanders' words and twist them and wind up in an Alexandria, Virginia ballpark shooting congressmen. Absolutely disgusting and corrupt and poisonous, Paul Farhi and the Washington Post. And this isn't the only one. There was a piece not too long ago, a few days ago, where the Washington Post threw me in with the Proud Boys. I don't even know who the Proud Boys are, other than what I read about them. And implied, if not worse, that I had something to do with the death of a man last Wednesday who had a heart attack. Because he was following me on one of the social sites or something. or I have no idea. That I somehow had something to do with a death with a complete stranger at a heart attack. So you can see the pattern of the Washington Post. And that's not the only one. How they're trying to libel. That's right. Libel yours truly. I have four years of broadcast on our website, MarkLevinShow.com. Four years. Now, I'm not falling in line with the view that I have to capitulate to the, to the editorial page of the Washington Post and the New York Times. That's not going to happen, ever. Now, the New York Times, I already put out a statement. Right Scoop asked me, and I told them. Newsbuster asked me, and I told them. But nonetheless, at 1.25 p.m., sometime after I made the point that I never got any memo, here's the New York Times. The talk radio network that airs Dan Bongino and Mark Levin warn staff to stop dog whistle talk. I have no idea what this article is about. Nobody told me to stop dog whistle talk. Cumulus Media, a talk radio company with a roster of popular right-wing personalities, including Dan Bongino, Mark Levin, and Ben Shapiro, has warned its host to steer clear of misinformation about election fraud. I haven't been warned about anything, and I don't need to be warned about anything. That's the New York Times, the Holocaust-denying New York Times, the 1776-denying New York Times. Here's Mediaite. Now, this, this was founded by Dan Abrams. You may see him on some of these cable channels as really a nice guy, you know, talking about whatever, violence in court. And then you see him as an ABC News analyst. He's a leftist. And they hire leftists, like this guy Ken Meyer. Cumulus orders radio hosts, which include Dan Bongino, Mark Levin, to stop pushing election conspiracies. Number one, I don't push election conspiracies. Number two, I don't incite. Number three, I oppose violence. Number four, this is a lie. I never got any memo. And they have a picture of me in my Fox studio in the article. Mother Jones a commie publication. They have a guy there by the name of uh, Ken Drum, I think his name is, obsessed with me. This is a hack, left-wing, really over-the-top magazine. Dan Friedman. Cumulus Media has finally had enough. Let our journalists hope you make... uh, uh, Even the mainstream bits of the right-wing media machine are capable of getting the message eventually, they say. And in the end, they say, if Cumulus can do it, maybe Fox News and all the rest of them can do it, too. You got it? 
They're after talk radio, and they're after Fox News. They have shut down Parler. Parler hopes to be back at the end of the week. They're not going to try and pick off hosts on Fox, pick off hosts on conservative radio by lying about them. Here's the Daily Mail. goes overseas. One of the largest talk radio companies tells hosts they will be fired for claiming election fraud by Holden Walter Warren, whatever that is. Now, these media companies are interfering with my business, torturously interfering with what I do here. They're interfering with my free speech, and they are libeling me, and I am monitoring them, as are others. They're not going to shut me up under any circumstances. If something happens here or something happens on Fox or something like that, I will have digital TV and I'll have my podcast. But but nobody has threatened me. None of them. They're trying to create a controversy where there is none whatsoever. None whatsoever. That's the Washington Post. That's the New York Times. That's the corrupt media in America. It's a disgrace. An absolute disgrace. I'll be right back. Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do something that Joe Biden didn't do during the summer, Kamala Harris didn't do during the summer. Not a single liberal dressed up as a journalist or host did during the summer. I'm going to do something now. I want to strongly discourage any of you from attending the Biden inaugural or any of these other events at these capitals. Uh, within our uh, various states are being planned as I read this uh, FBI internal memo. I don't know what's planned, what the inauguration is, but I'd stay away from it. That is a form of protest, although that's not a problem. So if you don't want to attend, I'm not attending anything. But there may be violence. There may be violence there that's caused by outsiders. It may be violence there that's caused by morons. I don't know. You don't know. But there's no point. 
I intend to fight every one of these left-wing agenda items that these Democrats intend to impose on us. I intend to fight it with every fiber in my body. And we will do so under the Constitution, and we will do it. And in 2022, it is my expectation we will take the House back, and perhaps even the Senate, and put the brakes on all of this. And as you know, I was one of the leading voices and wrote an entire book on Convention of the States. We need to get that thing fired up again. We need to get these legislatures working, Republican legislatures. But if I were you, I would not attend any of these events. And they are going to be used against us, no matter who's behind them, and if some Trump people are behind them, against the desire of the vast majority of the Trump people. That's my view. Now, we're now facing repression and oppression by the corporatists, not just big tech, but by banks, by pay companies, by golf. They're all throwing in. They're all revealing themselves. And we need to sort through that, too. Who's going to get our business and who isn't? But we stand by our principles in good days, and we stand by our principles in bad days. And so we must continue to argue for freedom of speech. We must continue to argue for private property rights. We must continue to organize at the lowest levels of our, of our uh, communities and our government. We need to take this government back. The electors have been counted. It's over. But there's two years from now and there's four years from now. That's the genius of the constitutional system. Nothing is final. Will it be harder? Of course it's going to be harder. They changed the laws in these various states, which I'll get to again later, because they need to be changed back, and soon. FBI from Fox, an internal FBI memo's warning of plans of armed protests in all 50 state capital cities ahead of President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. Fox has learned. I don't know if this is accurate or not. I'm just saying, stay away from the hotheads. Stay away from the fools. There have now been 90 arrests as a result of what happened last Wednesday. 90. And I'm sure hoping that the Washington Post and the New York Times will identify all these people. So far they have done nothing. Almost nothing. Cable TV, I sure hope they do too. But I'm a law and order conservative. I believe in the civil society and I believe in the Constitution. And so do the tens of millions of you who listen to this program and read my books and watch me on TV. We're not going to be dragged down by the thugs and the buffoons. So my opinion, stay away from all of it. In fact, I'm going to shut it all the hell off. It's too painful for me to even watch. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. 
Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. An unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, the left, the left is pouring uh, fuel on the fire in this country. The House of Representatives, with a 10 or 11 vote majority of Democrats, desperately wants to rush to impeach the president again, even though nobody can point to anything he said in the speech where he promoted violence or incited violence. I'm sorry, these are the facts. I understand. I understand people don't like this. He talked about peacefully protesting. That's what he said. If you don't believe me, ask Jonathan Turley. You don't believe me, ask Alan Dershowitz. They listened to the same thing I did. I went back and listened again, and I was taking notes. So this is the narrative. And he said, well, he told people to go to the Capitol building. Well, you know, when you protest in Washington, D.C., Mr. Producer, you typically protest in one of three places, the Capitol building, the White House, or the Supreme Court, right? And so based on this, they want to say that the president incited an insurrection. And as you can tell how the media lie, look how they lie about me. I don't even know why they're obsessed with me, other than to try and destroy conservative talk radio. I got it. But they're in the destruction business. Now, I said something before the break, that the editorial pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post, that the hosts on CNN and MSNBC... NBC, ABC, and CBS, none of them said to their people, the Democrat Party base, which was cut it out. You don't hear me saying, well, those people who did that at the Capitol building were mostly peaceful protesters. No, the mostly peaceful protesters were not the people pouring over the wall into the Capitol building. They were violent thugs, and they're picking them off one by one, is the FBI. You don't hear me urging bail reform, where these people can get out through the back door. You don't hear me like Kamala Harris, contributing to any fund to get them out of jail once they're arrested. No, I say throw the book at them. But throw the book out of all violent people, whether they go by BLM or Antifa or whatever they call themselves. But this effort by the Democrats in the House, and now 
Chuck Schumer says there's a 2004 agreement that would allow him to call the Senate back an emergency session to have a trial against the President of the United States. You want to talk about inciting. You want to talk about promoting and provoking. Now you need to look at the United States Congress and you need to look at the media. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are inciting. There's no purpose to what they're trying to do. None. And the media are giving them voice. And the media are trying to destroy and crush anybody who says, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you doing? Ah, You must be a right winger or white supremacist or whatever. Now, they talk about the Constitution while they're trying to destroy the Constitution. What they did in Pennsylvania in Michigan, in Wisconsin, and Georgia, the Republicans there, at the behest of Stacey Abrams, who, by the way, still hasn't conceded, was outrageous. They violated the Constitution. The failure of the Supreme Court to take up the main case and to resolve it was outrageous. And it contributed to the, uh, to the plight that we're in here. Because these institutions did not serve us. And now, you see, the Washington Post and the New York Times and the rest of them take what I just said as saying the election was rigged, uh, inciting violence, not accepting the outcome. Look, 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 look. You clowns on the left, you never accepted Trump's election. Don't give me your moral lectures. I'm not accepting any of your crap. None of it. None of it. But you ought to stop lighting fuses, too. President of the United States leaves office. What's today? Monday? Next Tuesday. But they're in a rush. Not to help the country. Not to pass budgets. Not to give money to people who need it, given what these governors have done to them. They're in a rush to play politics. This is what they do inside the beltway. And I'm going to tell you now, they're going to pay a price for this at the polls. paid to the people that Joe Biden intends to put in this government. They are radical leftists, top to bottom. Top to bottom. What they're going to do at the EPA and what they're going to do at the Department of Justice, and it goes on and on and on. Everyone is appointed to national security and, and diplom- in the areas of diplomacy and defense, every one of them. Is a sellout to communist China and a sellout to the Iran deal. A disaster. No attention's being paid to this, except by communist China. They're loving every minute of this. Loving every minute of it. While they're plotting, it's an amazing thing to watch this and to watch the media. The Democrat leadership are they're plotting to destroy the independence of the Supreme Court of the United States by packing it. They're plotting to add Democrats to the Senate in hopes that Republicans can never win the Senate. And you can't give the District of Columbia statehood just by giving it to change the Constitution. It requires an amendment. They're plotting to get rid of the filibuster so they can ram through every Bernie Sanders AOC agenda item that they want. And they're plotting to eliminate the Electoral College, even though last week they couldn't stop singing its praises. 
These are serious, serious matters. Serious matters. Why aren't the left talking about it? Why aren't the newsrooms talking about this? None of it. None of it. And you're going to now change impeachment. You're going to have what they're calling now snap impeachments. This will be a destructive tool, a destructive device in this republic from this day forward. Schumer wants to call back the Senate emergency session, which is only used for real emergencies, but apparently voting and having a trial is an emergency. He knows he's not going to get two-thirds to remove him, but he doesn't care, although who knows? Who knows with Toomey and Sass and some of the other reprobates? Look at the repression. Look at the spreading of fascism in the private sector. No longer should you be defending major, large international corporations. They do not have your interests in mind. Period. They're now positioning themselves so they can be getting advantages from a Biden administration and a Democrat Congress. That's what they're doing. But I want to remind you of a few things while we're at it here. Jerry Nadler, the Federalist, Tristan Justice, on his final day in office in January 2001, President Clinton commuted the sentences of a pair of radical leftists serving time for bombing the United States Capitol building, where 1983 blasts shattered the second floor of the Senate wing. Bombed it. Bombed it. I said bombed it. Outrageous. Disgusting. Bombed it. Linda Evans and Susan Rosenberg each served 16 years of lengthy services, with Rosenberg escaping 42 years of a 58-year sentence, and Evans cutting short a 40-year sentence by 24 years. The FBI landed formal indictments on the pair in 1988, the resistance conspiracy case, for their involvement in the bombing of the Capitol, along with five others. Evans and Rosenberg had already been in police custody for other crimes of the radical left-wing terror group, May 19th Communist Organization, or M19, named for the birthday of Malcolm X and Vietnamese leader Ho Chi Minh. The attacks tended to follow a similar pattern, a warning call to clear the area, an explosion, a pre-recorded message to media railing against U.S. imperialism of the war machine under various organizational aliases. And a historian interviewed by the Smithsonian described the group as an offshoot of the Weather Underground, the domestic terror group led by Bill Ayers. You remember Ayers? Barack Obama's friend. Remember how we were told to ignore that? Who bombed the Pentagon and the Capitol in the 1970s and now lives as a prominent academic. M-19's acts of radical left-wing terror appeared to catch a sympathetic eye in Washington that would relieve its members of their time in prison. According to the New York Post in 2001, New York Democratic Representative Jerry Nadler, today the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, played a crucial role in Clinton's decision to commute Rosenberg's sentence. Rabbis, excuse me, Nadler's rabbi, a Nadler spokesman at the time, told the Post, he gave compelling information from Rosenberg's parole hearing to the Manhattan congressman who in turn passed on the material to the White House Counsel's Office. That played a key role in President Clinton's decision 
to include Rosenberg on his list of 140 last-minute pardons just moments before George W. Bush took office. Now, these are clearly domestic terrorists involved in literally bombing the United States Senate in the Capitol building. And she points out Rosenberg's case is a reminder of the long, growing list of left-wing acts of terrorism, either excused or endorsed by Democrats. Right Washington Post? Right New York Times? Remember the FALN? Also the Federalist, one of the great websites, Jonah Goshtalk, when a mob of rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol building on Thursday, I believe it was Wednesday, but either way, Leaders from both political parties universally condemn the historic act of political violence. After months of ignoring and justifying Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots, Democrats also condemn the violence. And he quotes Pelosi and Schumer. The cross-party condemnations came as a welcome move. But the very same Congress was anything but united on the issue of mob violence remarkably recently. This July... Those same congressional Democrats killed a resolution aimed at curbing mob violence. The bill, which was spearheaded by Utah Senator Mike Lee, came about after an unarmed Utah man was murdered by a mob of left-wing activists. At least 30 people, ranging in the age from 14 to 77, were killed in largely left-wing riots in the summer of 2020. Senator Lee's resolution offered a statement of support for peaceful protest, while condemning violence and the desecration of monuments. Lee's bill was not the only time anti-mob legislation was shut down by congressional Democrats last summer. A bill led by Republican Representative Ken Buck this November, the Blocking Rioters and Insurrectionists from Our Cities to Keep Us Safe Act, or BRICS, would have enabled a range of greater legal penalties for such crimes. It died in the Democrat-run House Judiciary Committee. You might remember him. Gerald Nadler is the chairman. Had the bill passed, rioters could have been sentenced up up to 10 years in prison. Those whose acts led to the serious bodily injury of others would have faced even harsher sentences. Instead, the rioters who stormed the Capitol will take a minimum of five years for rioting, an amount just between the U.S. sentencing laws for possession and sale of marijuana. And when you bring these things up, what does that have to do with anything? Oh, you know, this is worse. This is it. This is the problem. When you allow your politics to destroy your moral system, then you have no moral system. That's why you condemn violence and you defend the civil society. You don't make excuses for Black Lives Matter. You don't make excuses for Antifa. You don't make excuses for people who breach the walls of the Capitol building. And I would ask Schumer and Pelosi to stand down and cut it out. You know what you're doing. You know why you're doing it. And it's outrageous. And no. And no, senators and congressmen. Once an individual leaves office and becomes a private citizen, you can't impeach them. You don't have a trial. You can't remove them. They're already removed. Well, can't we prevent them from ever serving again? No, because that's an unconstitutional impeachment. If you're going to wave around the Constitution and say you support law and order, then what Nancy Pelosi is doing is unconstitutional. This slap impeachment. You're supposed to have 
deliberation. You're supposed to provide evidence. You're supp- but she's racing the clock. And what Chuck Schumer is doing is exactly the same thing. This is Soviet-style justice, which means no justice at all. You're going after a, a uh, public figure or a political figure after they're about to leave office or when they're about to leave office. This is what they do in these fascistic and communist regimes. And the grounds are preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. I'll be right back. Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. This summer when our streets were on fire and police were under attack and individuals were dying through these riots by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, Joe Biden never told people to stand down. Pelosi called police stormtroopers. Clyburn called police stormtroopers. But I'm telling people to stand down. I'm doing more than any of them have ever done. No violence. Don't attend any inauguration festivities. Don't go to your state capitals. Just shut it all off. I'm disgusted by it all. I intend to shut it all off myself. The Democrats just continue to poke people in the eye. With their antics in the House, their antics in the Senate. And I'm telling you, it's going to get worse. So we've got to be smarter and more strategic than ever before. And follow the rules and follow the law. We're not them. I'm here behind this microphone and I swear to you that when the media do what the media do, whether it's against me or anybody else, I will confront them. I will fight them. I will battle them. And by the way, and by the way, those 300 lawsuits brought by the Democrats, particularly focused on those four battleground states, were outrageous. And if we don't fix that going forward, we will never win the presidency. And so we can't be intimidated against lawful political action intended to fix what the Democrats broke. And that's what we will do. And that's what we will push to do. And no, I'm not going to be silenced. And these little pukes who sit at their little offices in the Washington Post and New York Times, we obviously have a 
a battle ahead with these people as they lie and defame and do what they do. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. One of the problems we have particularly on television, particularly on cables. We have individuals who have absolutely no constitutional cred, have never taken cases to the Supreme Court, have never written briefs for cases to the Supreme Court, commenting on what they think. I just saw somebody who was a friend of mine, Andy McCarthy, very studious individual, very earnest individual, say, in his opinion, you can impeach after somebody leaves office. Now, that's absurd, So they point to one case with a senator. Well, as we know, you can't impeach a senator. And that's what the court said in the courts, where you can expel a senator or something of that sort. And this is dangerous. You don't chase down former officials after they've left office to try and punish them. Remember, impeachment isn't a criminal matter. The primary purpose for impeachment, the primary purpose is to remove somebody from office. So they've left office. Moreover, inciting violence, I see others are now speaking to this fact, experts, quote-unquote, and they're saying there's nothing here that incited violence. I've been saying that since the day after there was violence. And so uh, there's many reasons why this shouldn't go on like this. Number one, no, you don't impeach or try a person who's already left office who would be subject to it as a constitutional matter. But once they're gone, they're gone. You don't chase them down or, as Clyburn's recommending, let's go ahead and impeach them and then we'll have a trial in 100 days. The hell is that? They're they're making this up as they go along. And they have people on TV and some, you know, maybe that's right, maybe my interpretation. I don't care what their interpretation is. They didn't spend a life dealing with the Constitution. Uh, That's number one. So no, if a person's left office, you can't impeach them, nor can you try them. Well, I want to make sure they can never serve again. I don't really care what you want to make sure. Number two, no, there wasn't incitement to promote an insurrection, period. And again, if you don't believe me, listen to Turley, listen to Dershowitz, but you really ought to listen to me, because I know this stuff, and I'm telling you, that has very specific meaning. It's not your feeling, it's not your projection, well, he didn't tell them this, and he should... It doesn't matter. That's not incitement. Then they push censure. This is something the Wall Street editorial page and the National Review have pushed for a long time, censuring a public official like a president of the United States. In lieu of impeachment. They did this with Clinton uh, 20 some odd years ago. There's no provision for censure. 
There's no provision for censure for concocting a brand new form of punishment short of impeachment. Do these people not read what took place at the Constitutional Convention? What are you going to have? Congress pass acts of censure whenever they have a, a Democrat majority with a simple majority in the House and then a simple majority in the Senate. Then the president is censured. There's no need for any of this, ladies and gentlemen. So why are we playing games? Why are we playing footsies uh, footsie with these unconstitutional arguments? I'm being quite honest about this. Part of the difference, of course, is that the Democrat Party is on a mission and the Republican Party is not. The Democrat Party is on a mission to fundamentally transform America. You remember Obama said it. That's the nature of progressivism. Progressivism is an alien theory, ideology, concocted by Marx and others, in essence. uh, Americanized form of Marxism, if you will. And it's been on the march a long time. And it's come to a head now. But the Republican Party won't fight it. A guy like Ben Sass is a pseudo-constitutionalist. Ben Sass never accepted Donald Trump's election in 2016. Adam Kingsinger didn't either. He didn't vote for him. So these are never Trumpers dressed up as uh, politicians. That's all they are. That's all they are. And so when the Democrats pour fuel on the fire, so do they. I think I'm most shocked at Toomey. Toomey has not defended his state. He's not defended the legislature in his state. He's not defended the rule of law in his state. He's thrown in with a rogue Supreme Court and a radical left-wing Democrat governor. And where's Biden through all this? Not only wouldn't Biden during the summer tell the rioters, the arsonists, the looters to stand down, he won't tell his own party to stand down now. He talks about how he wants to unite. I want you to listen to something, and I want you to tell me if this guy sounds like a uniter or the old Joe Biden we've known for half a century. This is Friday in Delaware, and I want you to listen to the reporter, another phony reporter like Paul Farhi and these others. Cut one, go. And to hear some of my colleagues, Republican colleagues, talk about how shameful it is of the way Ted Cruz and others are dealing with this. How they're responsible as well. First of all, Ted Cruz proposed a commission to look into alleged violations in the election, which is exactly what occurred in 1876. And so why are they attacking? Because they want to take out Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz had nothing to do with the breaching of the Capitol building. Nothing whatsoever. He's not Maxine Waters yelling at the top of her lungs, promoting violence. Or so many Democrats and media figures. He didn't do any of that. Neither did Josh Hawley. Neither did Josh Hawley. So they're trying to destroy their careers. They're trying to make it clear you do not object to a Joe Biden presidency. You do not object when Joe Biden decides on what policy he wants to promote or what people he wants to put in place. You do not object when the Democrats want to destroy the Supreme Court and other aspects of our of our government. You do not object when Nancy Pelosi wants to change a hundred years of tradition so the Republicans cannot propose legislation or amendments to legislation. Go ahead. Do you think some of them should resign? Should Senator Cruz or Senator Hawley resign? What, What kind of question is that from a reporter? Do you think some of them should resign? 
So what does Biden say? Go ahead. I think they should be just flat beaten the next time they run. I think the American public has a real good, clear look at who they are. They're part of the big lie. Here we go. The big lie. I was being reminded by a friend of mine. Maybe you were with me. I can't recall when we were Mm -hmm. told that, you know, Goebbels and the great lie. You keep repeating the lie, repeating the lie. Well, there was a print that when Dresden was bombed, firebombed, there were 250 people that were killed. Or was it 2,500 people were killed? And Goebbels said, no, 25,000 or 250,000 were killed. And our papers printed that. Our papers printed it. It's the big lie. I, I have no to... idea what he's doing with the numbers there, but to compare Ted Cruz and Josh Halley to the big lie and the Nazi propagandist Goebbels is really a disgusting disgrace. And notice, no criticism from Paul Farhi at the Washington Post, no criticism from any corporation in America, no criticism from big tech, nothing, nothing, because he can say whatever the hell he wants to, and all the Democrats can. And they're not done with the comparisons to the Third Reich. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he pops up. Is it true his father was in the uh, Third Reich, Mr. Producer? Isn't that what the article said? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We certainly don't want to uh, cast aspersions. Anyway, cut to go. I grew up in Austria. I'm very aware of Kristallnacht. Or the night of broken glass. Now, you know what happened on Kristallnacht, right, ladies and gentlemen? The Nazis went from street to street, breaking windows and burning down Jewish stores. You saw some of that actually in Los Angeles from Antifa and Black Lives Matter, to be perfectly honest about it. Not Kristallnacht, but that sort of activity. And they were dragging Jews out of their stores and they were beating him to a pulp. Go ahead. Rampage against the Jews carried out in 1938 at the Nazi equivalent of the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys? I don't know anything about the Proud Boys. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do. But I'm sick and tired of them dumbing down what happened in the Holocaust, the Third Reich, Kristallnacht, where they try and make those comparisons. They don't do it when the left is on a rampage, of course, but they should never do it. Who is it that's trying to change the Constitution now? It's the Democrats. Should I compare that to what happened with the Reichstag? What Adolf Hitler and his party did there? Most young people have no idea what I'm talking about. That's fine. Go ahead. Wednesday was the day of broken glass right here in the United States. The broken glass was in the windows of the United States Capitol. But the mob did not just shatter the windows of the Capitol. They shattered the ideals we took for granted. They did not just break down the doors of the building that housed the American democracy. They trampled the very principles on which our country was founded. Yeah, all people 
who are violent, whether they're pulling down monuments, whether they have a siege on the White House, which they did over the summer, requiring the President of the United States to be taken to the nuclear bunker. Yes. All of that should be rejected, and I don't remember Arnold Schwarzenegger putting out a video. Do you, Mr. Producer? Shouldn't this be his second or third video? No, it's his first. Go ahead. Cut three. It all started with lies and lies and lies and intolerance. So being from Europe, I've seen firsthand how things can spin out of control. I know there is a fear in this country. And all I, I just don't understand why he didn't feel compelled to put this video out this summer. And if he wanted to put a video out in response to the Capitol building, by all means. By all means. So Biden, the Nazis, Schwarzenegger, the Nazis, and then, of course, Joe Scarborough, who's constantly talking about Nazis. Cut four, go. During the rise of, of Hitler, uh, you ha- yeah, and by the way, we can draw the analogies. Uh, as far as we can, we can talk about this being 1933, uh, we can do that. Yeah. Um, a lot of businesses, a lot of German corporations saw Hitler as a clown. They backed him uh, because they thought he was going to be a bulwark against communism, against the rise of communism across Europe, socialism. We've seen a lot of businesses. Boy, oh boy, this guy is an historical illiterate. An absolute illiterate. Go ahead. CEOs. A lot of the world's richest people, a lot of America's richest people, back Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is now Hitler. And this is what's going on social media. See, he won't be banned. He won't get any letter or memo, will he, Mr. Farhi, from his corporate masters. He'll be on Twitter. He'll be on Facebook. He'll be everywhere. He'll be everywhere. Presidents compared to Adolf Hitler? Really? Do we have concentration camps here? Are the Jews being rounded up here? This is so bad. The people who support the 1619 Project, which is an attack on the 1776 Project, they are creating the narrative here. They are creating the narrative here. And this is all getting glommed together. So when I talk about what took place in these various states under our Constitution, that's thrown in with other people. And and when I'm behind this microphone making very careful distinctions between the law and the civil society, that's rejected and ignored because the goal is to take me down and talk radio down and Fox down. When I condemn all violence from any quarter... Uh, that's not good enough because BLM is different and then and, and so forth. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just insane. Absolutely insane what's taking place here. Now when we come back, I'm going to focus on a laser, like a laser on big tech and these other corporations. And Joe Scarborough, who's being fascistic now? The CEOs of big tech? Yes, I think so. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. 
So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. I hope you were able to watch Life, Liberty, and Levin last night. People have been talking about my opening monologue. I want to thank the folks at Breitbart who transcribed it. I didn't ask them to, but they're a very good outfit there. You see, as more and more avenues of communication and free speech are cut off by the left, by the Democrat Party, by their surrogates in Big tech, which gave an enormous amount of money directly and indirectly to the Biden campaign and the Democrats. As more and more of that occurs, um, actually big tech and these major corporations, the Democrat Party and the left and the media, when you make it more and more difficult for people to communicate, again, you're lighting fuses. You're lighting fuses. Well, what about the hate speech? The hate speech? I just showed you where the president-elect was using hate speech. Where Joe Scarborough was using hate speech. Where others have used hate speech. They're not yanked off the air. They're not yanked off the air. I've never heard Donald Trump use Hitler when he's talking about Joe Biden. Have you, Mr. Producer? And yet, at the drop of the hat, this is what the left does. Why don't they leave our Constitution alone? They say we should accept the election results. Okay, fine. Why don't you leave our Constitution alone? So what we have here is a conglomerate of monopolies. Monopolies within their own sphere of power and influence. And overall, in the aggregate, an oligopoly. And they pulled together their resources and their power to try and destroy competition, parlor. That's what they've tried to do. Parlor's a tiny little company. People say, go out and start your own. Okay, they did. This should concern everybody, but it doesn't concern everybody. One person said to me yesterday, yeah, but there's, there's people who go on parlor and they say the worst things imaginable. I said, then don't go on parlor. But that wasn't good enough. You've got to get rid of it. People go on Twitter and they say the worst things possible. I should know. So people don't say get rid of Twitter. I mean, what else should we get rid of? Should we get rid of books? Should we get rid of movies? Should we close down town hall meetings? What should we do? More when I return.
Talk with him, speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. The Democrats, the media, their surrogates, just keep this in mind. They have no intention of unifying the country. So the country is not going to be unified. We have to defeat them in two years. And we can take the House and we can take the Senate. We need to replace Mitch McConnell as the leader of the Senate. There needs to be somebody who is moored in principles and articulate and connect with the American people. He cannot. He's been there as the Republican leader for a very long time. He interferes in the primaries. You know, throughout the uh, throughout the country, in order to get people elected who will who will support him, there's a movement among Democrats and some Republicans to destroy Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Uh, so again, the Republicans have no idea what they're confronting, and the Democrats are on the move. More on this in a moment. We have cities across America with Democrat mayors who have eviscerated their police forces where it's extraordinarily dangerous, where the murder rate has gone up, where the assault, rape, battery rates have gone way up like something we have never seen before, or certainly not in modern times. The citizenry is endangered. You look at Washington, D.C., the Capitol building. They handled it the right way. They brought in the Metro Police. They were backed up by the National Guard. That's not happening in Minneapolis. That's not happening in New York. That's not happening in Seattle and Portland and these other cities. And I would just point out to you that even though the Capitol must be defended, and it was defended, and it must be defended by all these levels of law enforcement, Why are they doing the opposite in these cities where the central government isn't located? You understand my point, Mr. Producer? These are American citizens. They want to be safe. They want their families to be safe. They want to have their businesses and their jobs as much as anybody else. And yet when when the police are under attack in these various cities, they said defund them. Now let's... I point these things out, despite the fact that it's used against me, but they're, they're the rational points. Let's look at Washington, D.C. Have you heard any talk about police brutality in Washington, D.C., Mr. Producer? None. Have you heard any talk about systemic racism in the police force or in the FBI or the Secret Service or with the National Guard, all of which are in Washington, to protect Washington, rightly so. Have you heard any talk about systemic racism? Have you heard any talk about how law enforcement at all levels treats one race differently than another race? None of that has entered into this discussion. None of it. Except people a couple of days ago saying if this was Black Lives Matter, they all would have been shot down. Now, we know that's not true because Black Lives Matter has violently rioted and they all weren't shot down. But that aside, the usual shibboleths, the usual talking points that are used to destroy law enforcement in our various metropolitan areas are not being used in Washington, D.C. 
because the Capitol building needs to be protected and the people in it need to be protected. Okay, got it, support it. Now what about the cities? It's a completely different standard. Again, nobody's questioning whether it's the Metropolitan Police in D.C., the FBI, the Secret Service, the National Guard. Nobody's questioning any of those law enforcement, or in the case of the National Guard, military assets in terms of their race, in terms of their past history, quote-unquote, in terms of, uh, of, uh, of systemic anything. Not a word of it. Meanwhile, Minneapolis is, is a destroyed city. Portland is a destroyed city. Parts of Seattle, a destroyed city. New York, much of it, a destroyed city. And the police under the gun. Not so in Washington, D.C. None of that enters into the discussion. Because they want to be protected. They want to be protected in Washington. They want their jobs protected. Should be, of course. But not so in these other cities. How many guests have been brought on CNN or MSNBC, or any channel for that matter, in the last week, writing about systemic racism at any law enforcement level in Washington, D.C.? None. How many op-eds have been written? How many editorials have been written? These are the same people. Law enforcement. Wearing different uniforms in a different city. On and on and on went the NBA and football and these leagues. On and on and on went CNN and MSNBC. The New York Times, the Post. On and on they went. That law enforcement cannot be trusted. They must be defunded. And then when you say defunded, they're, oh, we just meant slash their budgets. Is anybody talking about slashing the budget of the Metropolitan Police Force tonight? No. It's insane. Or slashing the FBI or the Secret Service budget? No. And yet, that's exactly what they did in reaction to what took place. Did Nancy Pelosi call federal law enforcement, the FBI, the Secret Service, National Guard, stormtroopers, when they came to defend the Capitol building? That's what she called them when they came to defend the federal courthouse where we have federal judges. There's a branch of government that was under attack. No, they attacked the law enforcement. Why aren't the major media outlets pointing this out? Because the major media outlets participated in this. That's why. The major media outlets participated in this. And here I am telling people to tamp it down, do not attend these events on Inauguration Day, especially given the FBI warning. You don't want to get caught up in that stuff. There are hotheads, there are other people who want to stir up trouble, big trouble. Stay away from it. Stay away from it and keep your family away from it. Do what I'm going to do. Shut off the TV and not pay attention to any of the Biden inauguration. That's how I intend to protest. Like Gandhi. Furthermore, none of our people should be fighting with the cops. 
None of them. It just, it's so painful to watch, I must say. And uh, we need to be consistent. We need to defend the civil society. You know, I don't see uh, any of the Democrats in Congress coming under attack for their words of support for Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I don't see any basketball team being suspended. I don't see any of these corporations that poured millions and millions of dollars into Black Lives Matter. I don't see uh, any, uh, any contradiction there. Do you, ladies and gentlemen? Of course. Washington Post, sports columnist, Barry Sverluga, whatever. It's time for golf to make a break with Trump, which it is. So now the lobbying begins. Wall Street banks freeze political donations after Capitol Hill riots threaten pro-Trump politicians with blacklisting. Breitbart. Payment processor. Strip black, uh, a stripe blacklists Trump campaign. Breitbart. Liberal senator calls on Senate Ethics Committee to expel, censure, or punish Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. This is Sheldon Whitehouse, the reprobate from Rhode Island. And Patty Mary of Washington State has, Chris Coons of Delaware, Sherrod Brown of Ohio. For what? For what? Because Cruz wanted a commission like they had in 1876, and Hawley was challenging some of the votes out of Pennsylvania. This isn't unprecedented. This had nothing to do with stirring the pot. People are allowed to speak their mind. I mean, my God, do you hear these Democrats all the time? Look what they're doing now. Here's another one. Thousands of law school alumni signed unconstitutional pe- uh, petition to disbar Cruz and Hawley. So now we have petitions being signed to disbar lawyers, Hawley and Cruz, for speaking. And co-signatories include Lawrence Tribe, who never accepted the Trump election in 2016. But as Joel Pollack, the brilliant Joel Pollack of Breitbart points out, the petition fails to cite the legal definition of incitement, which excludes the mere oral or written advocacy of ideas or expression of belief, not involving advocacy of any act or acts of violence or assertion of the rightness of or the right to commit any such acts. That's amazing. Because we actually have members of Congress that actually incited violence all during the summer. But Trump did not. And also there's Article 1, Section 6, Clause 1, the Speech and Debate Clause, which protects parliamentary speech. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to at least 5,000 law school students and alumni who've signed a petition urging the disbarment of Cruz and Hawley. Notice the communist in, in the Senate. Bernie Sanders, he's in the clear. Not a lawyer, but he's in the clear. And look who they're sending from Georgia. Two neo-Marxists, one of whom has a long record of anti-Semitism. No, 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 that's okay. They're Democrats. They're Democrats. They won fair and square. New York State Bar investigates Giuliani for rolling capital riots. This is from the Jerusalem Post. The New York State Bar Association launched a historic investigation and to President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, on Monday for his role in supporting and provoking the storming of the U.S. Capitol building. I didn't know he provoked 
and supported the storming of the U.S. Capitol building? Because he didn't. As the nation's largest voluntary state bar association, the New York State Bar Association, has a responsibility to defend and protect the rule of law, based on these complaints and the statement Giuliani uttered shortly before the attack, its president, Scott Carson, has launched an inquiry pursuant to the association's bylaws. This is the New York State Bar Association, not the New York State Bar, just so you know. I'm not a member of any of these associations. They're all left-wing. They're all hacks. All Democrats, well, mostly Democrats. Then we have Joe Biden. After comparing two senators to Joseph Goebbels, after invoking Adolf Hitler, he now has declared war on the NRA. He says he'll defeat the NRA. The NRA represents the Second Amendment. Any problem with that? New York compost, uh, New York slimes, Washington compost, any problem with that? No, no problem. It's all okay. It's all cool. Strip people of their titles, strip people of their licenses, destroy businesses, try to destroy a couple of senators. Senators, for God's sakes. Go after the NRA. Do whatever you have to do. We're busy wanting to change the courts and the Senate and the filibuster rule and all the rest. What I'm trying to do here behind this microphone is warn the people who are doing this that you really need to take your foot off the gas pedal. These fascistic and tyrannical actions you're taking. The oppression that you're unleashing unleashing and the repression that big tech is unleashing it's not going to end well I can call for unity here all I want I have no power to make these decisions these politicians and these corporate executives being edged on by the radical left they have no self-policing they have no self-control they have no consistency in what they view as bad and good I'll be right back. You can see now, while they talk about unity, the First Amendment's under attack. Biden says the Second Amendment is going to be under attack. We have Democrat senators, some of whom have been utterly irresponsible, some for decades, wanting their colleagues expelled or censured or otherwise punished. You have lawyers, legal groups, students trying to disbar senators. You have big tech, which is basically doing what communist China does. And they will bend to communist China. Amazon does, Apple does, Twitter does, Facebook does. But here they are free 
to target people with whom they disagree. If you look at this company, Parler, Parler's not right-wing, left-wing. Parler is an open platform. And yet the Washington Post and the New York Times, Twitter, which is its competitor, Amazon, Google, and Facebook have managed to, to define it, to create a narrative around Parler that it must be a Proud Boy site. When in fact there are millions and millions of people there now and it's growing. And once it's back at the end of the week, I think it's really going to take off. More when I return. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Up on uh, Facebook and Twitter, Black Lives Matter still there, hasn't been banned, is calling for the immediate impeachment and the removal of the president. Is that okay, Mr. Producer? Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger referred to what took place on last Wednesday as another example of Kristallnacht. And what troubles me is anybody really 30 years old and under in this country, or most people, have no idea what Kristallnacht is. And so when Arnold Schwarzenegger or Mika Brzezinski or Joe Scarborough, way out of their depth, but they use this Third Reich over and over and over again, as Biden did, to define people. Well, they they diminish it. They diminish it. Now, he should know better because back on August 14, 2003, there was a piece in the L.A. Times. Australian archives reveal Nazi military role of Arnold Schwarzenegger's father. In July 1990, following news reports that his father was a Nazi, movie star Arnold Schwarzenegger approached his friends at the Simon Wiesenthal Center and asked that they find the truth. So I guess he didn't know his father was a Nazi. I don't know much about my father's past. Rabbi Marvin Heyer, founder of the Wiesenthal Center, recalled Schwarzenegger telling him, I don't know if it's good or bad. I'd like you to find out. After a two-month investigation, the verdict was in. Gustav Schwarzenegger was indeed a member of the Nazi party. He voluntarily applied for membership in 1938. There's no evidence that he was a war criminal, nor had the Wiesenthal Center found any evidence that the senior Schwarzenegger belonged to any of Germany's notorious paramilitary units. 
But documents in the Australian State Archives in Vienna, reviewed by the Times this week, show that Gustav Schwarzenegger had a deeper involvement in Hitler's regime than the Wiesenthal Center had uncovered. Heyer said the documents were unavailable to the center at the time. One document in particular shows that Gustav Schwarzenegger was indeed a member of a group known as the Stormtroopers, or Brown Shirts. And he joined the SA on May 1, 1939, according to the entry in the archive file, about six months after the Stormtroopers helped launch Kristallnacht. Night of the Broken Glass, because they're breaking windows and heads. When Jewish homes, businesses, and synagogues were attacked across Germany and Austria, and thousands of Jews were hauled off to concentration camps, how in the hell can you compare that to anything that's happened in this country? So I point that out because his rhetoric is so over the top. Now this Amazon, which owns the Washington Post, really owns almost everything. Somebody needs to take a good look at this company, too. Social media platform Parler, as Breitbart points out, is now offline after Amazon Web Services suspended the site, claiming it lacks content moderation. The Hill reports that social media website Parler has been taken offline after its hosting account was suspended by Amazon Web Services, which claimed that the site failed to adequately moderate content on its platform. Notice all this is happening after the Democrats took over. And they gave a fortune to the Democrat Party and Biden. In an email to Parler, Amazon stated recently, we've seen a steady increase in the violent content on your website, all of which violates our terms. It's clear that Parler does not have an effective process to comply with the AWS Terms of Service. Parler CEO John Matsey said in a recent statement that the site could be offline for up to a week. We have him on audio, do we not, Mr. Producer? Let's go to cut 14, go. It's devastating is what it is, and it's, it's an assault on everybody. I mean, they, they all work together to make sure at the same time we would lose access to not only our apps, but they're actually shutting all of our servers off tonight, off the Internet. So they they made an attempt to not only kill the apps, but to actually destroy the entire company. And it's not just these three companies. Every vendor from, um, from text message services to email providers to our lawyers all ditched us, too, on the same day. And, and, they're, and they're trying to uh, falsely claim that we were somehow responsible for the events that occurred on the 6th. Yeah, of course. It's a pretext, a subterfuge, and Maria Bartoloma is terrific. Is she not just terrific? So all these companies got together, and not just the big one, they're subs. You heard them. The vendors. All acting jointly. All acting jointly. And um, to take out another company. If you don't like Parler, don't use Parler. It's, it's just incredible. You know, if the I explained this the other day, last week I believe it was, if a federal unit, division, level of government did this to an individual, at least you'd have some due process rights. At least you can go to court. 
But I believe Parler has a number of commercial litigation options here, in addition to tortious interference with their business. And they do exist. And it is a way for, the, for them to, uh, to do discovery, to expose the extent to which uh, a lot of this is occurring. Uh, and I hope they do. Um, there's various commercial uh, avenues to follow. I'm looking up some of them right now. The, uh, the, the requirement of good faith requirements when you're working with other companies and so forth, I think they're going to be able to prove how political this is, how these other companies have not treated other offenders in any particular way. And the timing is going to be obvious. And when, they discover, and when they do discovery, they'll get emails, they'll get texts, they'll be able to take depositions, they'll be able to dig in very heavy, and they ought to sue them for a lot. Look, let's be honest, Amazon, Twitter... Google the rest of them, they don't have a moral bone in their body. It's now a conglomerate of monopolies, an aggregate oligopoly. And we cannot permit this. We cannot permit, you know, this country, the strength of this country is on diverse opinion. If somebody posts, I'm going to kill Mark Levin, okay, I got that. That guy needs to be removed and so forth and so on. Police need to track that person down. And by the way, it has happened. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. It's funny how the media never report this. I have to be careful where I go, don't I, Mr. Producer? I can't do any more book signings. My life's been altered too. And this is why I get furious when people just say, well, you know, these Trump guys, but, you know, BLM and Antifa, you'd be amazed who threatens me. You'd be amazed. When Parler does come back at the end of the week, we will have 5 million followers on Parler. We only had 2.8 or 2.9 on Twitter, and we could never get above 1.65 on Facebook. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Oh, what the hell was going on? I think he's the sleaziest of the bunch, the Zuckerberg. I think he's this. What's that? Oh, or maybe a lot of my followers have left. So Twitter, we're now down to 2.6 million followers. But why would you be following me on Twitter since I'm not tweeting anymore anyway? When Parler's back, you'll come over to Parler and you'll join us. So here we have Amazon Web Services that's trying to destroy this little company. This little company is just a tiny percentage of what Twitter is. It's a competitor. It's a competitor. Amazon destroys all its competitors. So this guy Bezos, I think, and that whole company, all of this needs to be looked at from a antitrust perspective, from a FCC and commercial, what I'm saying is a commercial FTC, Federal Trade Commission, uh, perspective. We cannot have free speech in this country so thoroughly controlled. You just can't have it. And I remember the 1970s. I told you about the Skokie case that went to the Supreme Court. 
where the Nazis insisted on marching through a Jewish neighborhood in suburban Chicago. The Nazis, in Nazi uniform, with swastika flags. And the Supreme Court said yes to that. Yes. So, there's a lesson in that. I hate it. I hate it. But free speech isn't free if it's only what you want to hear and if it's only easy. And it doesn't stop law enforcement from going on these various sites. If people are threatening people or there's organizations on there. As a matter of fact, law enforcement used to tell me it's the first place they go. It's very helpful to track down people, Mr. Producer. They go on these sites, they find out who's making the threats, and they track them down. Now they won't be able to even track them down. There's a lot of unintended consequences to tyranny. A lot of unintended consequences. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Parler has almost 20 million followers, 5 million of whom are Levinites. We have 5 million followers, 5 million. And the site is dark. You can't even get on the site right now. China is thrilled. Russia is thrilled. Iran is thrilled. North Korea is thrilled. They love the fact that tyranny is on the rise in America. And China's on the move, and we're not even talking about that. But one of the individuals targeted by big tech and his whole organization and everything he's built is Brandon Strzok and the walkaway movement. Brandon, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing all right, Mark. How are you? I'm okay. Tell everybody exactly what's going on here because I, I, I heard your story. It's, it's shocking. Well, yeah, it's extremely shocking, and it's, you know, as we've said, it's not just me. This is, this is insanity that we're seeing the last three or four days, but... For us, it began on Friday. Um, you know, Walkaway Campaign began as a social media movement and a group that grew to 508,000 members, um, literally just people telling their stories. The only content that we allow on the page are testimonials, video and written testimonials from people talking about why they're leaving the toxic left, why they're leaving the Democratic Party. And um, that's the only content that goes up there. And Friday morning, I got a phone call from one of my employees saying, uh, the group is down, and I'm banned from Facebook. 
So I went on to see what was going on and discovered that I, too, was banned from Facebook. And then very shortly after that, my phone began just blowing up, phone calls and text messages from all of my employees, all of my volunteers. They'd all been banned. Everyone's personal accounts had been banned from Facebook. Now, this includes people that are contractors that I've hired, videographers, merch managers. These are people that have lost their Facebook accounts, so they now can't do business with other people. I'm just one of their clients. And so now they can't do business with so other any, clients. Any, so any group associated with you, any contractor, anybody who's not even political, just providing you with services, they've now been blown out. Correct. Some of these people may not even be Trump supporters. Don't even know. Some people may just, if you can imagine a world where people just do their job and don't ask about political affiliation, you know, some of these people have been put out of business now or their ability to communicate with their clients via Facebook. But since then, things have gotten considerably worse. That was Friday. Um, Over the weekend, we had our email uh, service cancel us. Uh, So we, because I was telling everyone, start subscribing to our email address because that's going to be the only way we can communicate with you for a while. Well, leftists, probably on Twitter, I would assume, were getting this message as well. So what they did was mass signed up for our email list and started complaining that we were spamming them, and that caused our email um, server to cancel us. And now our previous fundraising platform has also canceled us, saying that they're pending an investigation that they think that we may have uh, incited violence as an organization. So we've lost our fundraising platform. So they've destroyed you. Well, they didn't destroy me. They're not going to destroy me. I mean, your entity. They're trying as hard as they can. Mm -hmm. But but you know what, what, Brandon? That that means, but what I mean is they've destroyed what you've built. And it seems to me it's, it's not happenstance. This is highly... Organized, very, very well organized, one avenue after another to cut off the ability of your entity to breathe. hundred percent. Yeah. And but, you know, here's the thing, Mark, and this is my message. This has been my message. I've been doing a lot of media the last couple of days since this happened. I need people to understand that as terrible and as unfair as this is. This is actually an incredible opportunity for all of us in the conservative movement, and it's time for us to really, you know, take advantage of this opportunity that we've been given. Because for years, if not a decade or more, we have been in this incredibly abusive relationship with the political left, and they've held all the cards. They've held all of the power. They run technology. They completely run the media. And we have been so reliant and dependent on them because we don't have any gains in those areas. And so they don't care. They're not reliant on us for anything. That's why Black Lives Matter can go around and smash up the country for nine months and face no consequences. Nobody's going to get canceled. No, in fact, they'll get their, their logo painted down the middle of the street in most cities because they don't depend on us for anything. When the incident happened at the Capitol, let me be very clear, I, I condemn the violence that happened at the Capitol. But when I went home... By the way, do you, do you know any conservative who doesn't? No, I don't know any conservative. Me neither. Absolutely not. But when I went home that night and I turned on the TV, I was shocked to watch all of these people, these, these right-wing pundits on cable news. All they were saying was how afraid they were of how the left would react. Oh, now the left is going to do this. Now the left is going to do that. They're going to call us this. They're going to do this. And I thought, my God, we have really allowed ourselves to become battered women to the political left in this abusive relationship. 
So this is our chance now to take our power back. We have to build our own platforms, our own email services, our own social media sites, and they've got to be good, and they've got to work, and they've got to be viable. But we have to be self-sufficient because whether people want to hear it or not, the truth is we are in a cold civil war. And we have to be self-reliant and self-sustaining so that we can survive. And we're going to do it. It's going to be a rough couple of years, but we're going to get on our feet and no longer be dependent on these abusers. Brilliantly put. Absolutely right. We must be independent and self-sufficient. I can tell you in my own life, my own world, that's exactly what I'm doing. Brandon, can we hold you over the bottom of the hour to the next segment? Absolutely. I'd love to be. I'd love to All be. right. Brandon Strock who is a terrific patriot. We'll be back in a moment. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Making sure the land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. The reason I left Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, is they kept putting sort of the scarlet letter on posts I was making based on third-party reviews. Every third-party review was by some liberal organization or liberal media outlet. And I'm a big boy, and I don't really need the scarlet letter placed on me by unknown individuals working for liberal organizations, purposely chosen to do exactly what they were doing. And I could tell it was getting worse and worse and worse. Remember that, Mr. Producer? I said, we got to get out of here. As per Twitter, I was not going to tolerate Twitter's fascistic corporate behavior any longer, so we immediately suspended ourselves and we're no longer on Twitter. If and when Parler comes back, uh, we will grow it. You know, we'll provide advice to them on on how to protect our sites and so forth and so on, too. But I, I think what's happening in part, uh, Brandon Estrock, is that you get trolls that come in. You were talking about how you had trolls really come in and kind of destroy your email activity. I think you're seeing that a lot uh, in the, in the social media, too. And then that's used as an excuse to shut down people. Not exclusively, but there's some of that, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, and these people are, see, this is, we on the right don't really think this way. We don't sit around in our spare time, you know, getting on Zoom calls or sending out emails and being like, hey, let's all target somebody and ruin their business or ruin their life. That's just not really how we function, but it is how they function. Uh, this is how they work. So they, they absolutely, um, 
they engage in these coordinated attacks on social media, on businesses. I mean, they've done this on uh, Yelp reviews on people's businesses, if they support President Trump, if they, you know, and even now at higher levels, I mean, we're seeing government officials talking about creating lists, creating Mm -hmm. lists to make sure that anybody who worked on the Trump team will never have a job again. I mean, this is, this is just, I, I don't think that any of us ever really believed that it, it would get this far this quickly. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing. How do you like these major corporations like CVS and Marriott and Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, saying we're not supporting Republicans anymore? This, I mean, this is really becoming corporate blackmail, isn't it? Right, it is. And I think that, you know... <laughs> I'm really concerned about when it gets to the point where we can't bank anymore, which I think is probably already happening in some people. It hasn't quite happened to us, us yet. I'm sure it's around the corner. But it's, you know, when you can't make a living and you can't have access to your money. And I can't, but again, this is why I say we have to somehow become, uh, it's almost like two entirely different economies or different ecosystems that are going to have to exist in one country. And I, I, you know, I'm not trying to be a pessimist here. I don't think people enjoy it when I say things like this, but I did a live video today on Twitter when I said, you know, you guys are really kidding yourself here if you think that we're at this point where healing and unity is even an option no, anymore. They're not, These they're, they're not interested in any us. of that. They, they keep saying us. it. Yeah. And, they, they, they have no one. Go ahead. They would be thrilled to destroy us. So, I mean, this is, you can't sit around, you know, you can't get into a cage with a snake and then be upset with the snake because it bit you. That's what it, that, and this is what we've been doing. I mean, we have to kind of create our own ecosystem in a way in which we can do business with one another, we can support one another, and we can live without fear that we can believe whatever we want, we want to believe politically and not be destroyed for it. But isn't that what Parler's trying to do? They're trying to create, these are entrepreneurs trying to create another platform. They're smeared as a quote-unquote right... But did you know my first name is Right Wing, by the way? Every time I read it, it's Right Wing, Mark Levin. I'm a constitutional. What's this Right Wing crap? But anyway, it fits their narrative. So the Washington Post, the New York Times, these cable channels have all been trying to pigeonhole Parler as a quote-unquote Right Wing site. It's an open site. It's an over... It was an open site. Anybody can go on there. So... This is what they're doing now. So the left, the, the full fascistic left is, is full-throated. But there's an example where they're trying to show, don't you dare try and compete with us. We will destroy you. Is that not the case? And if so, how do we, how do we get around that? Maybe there's not one answer. Well, I, yes, you're, you're correct. That is exactly what they're trying to do. Um, I... You know, I think that uh, Gab's model seems to be interesting in which they have their own servers, and I think this has allowed them to be entirely autonomous and and sidestep a lot of that. I've never been on Gab. I've been trying to get on the last couple of days, and they've been having such an influx, I think, of new members that their servers have been down. Um, Again, I say this is going to be rough going for us for a while because it's kind of like the Wild West of – conservatives on the internet because we've just been playing their games and playing by their rules and now we have to start making our own games and making our own rules so that we once again don't have to be reliant on them anymore uh, and that we don't have to fear any retribution if we say things they don't like or do things that they don't want us to do um but i think it's going to take time and we're and it may even take a lot of uh uh, you know, we may have to enact a lot of policy to be able to be left alone to do what we need to do. 
Um, because, of course, you know, some of these guys who are already giants, they are going to band together and try to prevent us from being able to succeed. Uh, but I still believe in America enough to believe that, you know, there is a place for everybody to be able to rise up and to succeed. Uh, I think that those opportunities are still available to us. I don't think the left will ever have the ability to keep 75 million people from coming together and saying, no, we're not going to be pushed around. We're not going to be bullied. We're not going to be silenced. We're 75 right. million strong. and probably a hell of a lot more than that, frankly. Even the Rumble CEO now has had to sue Google because Google is prioritizing YouTube and pushing Rumble to the bottom of the list when people are, you know, Googling. And, uh, right. and so, again... So all these little entrepreneurs starting up, and it is amazing how the Democrat Party not only tolerates it, but demands it. You might recall that it was right after Michelle Obama demanded that Donald Trump be banned for life on, on social sites. I think it was Twitter that they banned him for life. Right. I mean, they listened to her. They listened to the Democrats. Well, you know, it's funny. Last night I made a joke on Twitter about Joe Biden being the president. I mean, it was literally – it was clear by the way that I wrote it in a very hyperbolic way that it was a joke about him being the president. And the moment I hit send, somebody who I don't know who's following me quote tweeted it, and they tagged uh, Twitter support, and they tagged an individual. When I clicked on his handle, it said he worked for Twitter Integrity, and within minutes the tweet got flagged. And they put a notice on it saying the tweet cannot be retweeted, liked, or commented on. It may incite violence. Because it was a joke about Joe Biden being the president. It was a joke. Isn't, isn't but, this um, – this is more and more like communist China. It really is. Yeah. I mean, Alec Baldwin can go on Saturday Night Live every single week and just lampoon President Trump. But you can't make a joke on Twitter about Joe Biden being the president. I mean, and they're so worried about you, uh, you know, making fun of them. Or I, these people are humorless, awful, fascistic people. I mean, just absolutely awful. All right. If people want to try and figure out how to help, what do they do? How do they even get in touch with you? All right. Thank you for asking that question. Here's what I'm going to ask people to do. And I wouldn't normally do this if the situation was not so dire, but... I'm going to ask people to go to walkawaycampaign.com. For the time being, there's no point in signing up for our email list because that's been taken down. But we have created a new uh, fundraising platform. I'm asking anyone out there, if you even subscribe to be a $1 a month uh, monthly donor, I just would like people to sign up to be a monthly donor so that I can keep my staff on the payroll. We can keep this going. We're going to rebuild from scratch. Again, even a dollar a month. But if we can get everyone out there to, to support us, be a monthly donor. Go to walkawaycampaign.com. We're going to rebuild again. We're going to be stronger than ever. Walkaway is not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We've got some hard times, but I think these are very exciting kind of Wild West times for the conservative movement. And by 2022, we're going to be ready to kick some butt once again. So please go to walkawaycampaign.com and support us. All right. Well, good luck. Keep us surprised, okay? Great. Thanks so much, Mark. All right. You too. Take care. It's a remarkable young man who was a left-wing Democrat. Uh, he said it, so I well, he's a gay gentleman. And then one day, really the light bulb went off about liberty, about competition, about all kinds of things. And then he encouraged, at that point, like-minded individuals 
who were liberals, to walk away from the left and to walk away from the Democrat Party. Because that really is the party of uh, anti-constitutionalism, in many ways un-Americanism. Just never really embraced Americanism. That's why they keep attacking our constitutional system. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Now, Mr. Reducer, open your mic if you would, please. We're going to start posting on my main website uh, links and articles and comments that I have to make uh, until and unless Parler uh, is able to uh, fight its way back. Isn't that correct? Correct. It'll be on MarkLevinShow.com under Mark Speaks. So it's MarkLevinShow.com, and you go to Under Mark Speaks. Is that on the homepage? Yeah, it's about the middle of the homepage. The middle of the homepage. So you go to MarkLevinShow.com, the middle of the homepage, Mark Speaks. We'll begin posting there. We have a big enough audience where we can do this ourselves. More and more, I want to have independent platforms and independent forums. This is why we're building up our podcast. Last month, we had almost 8 million. We adore our affiliates. We're not going anywhere. I just want them to know that. Uh, but we are, we are always prepared, and uh, I hope it's not for the inevitable, but we are prepared. Uh, if we have to do a pirate broadcast, <laughs> I'm not talking about radio. I'm talking about anything. We will do it. And so uh, you can go to marklevinshow.com. Look for the area where it says Mark Speaks because we will be posting there. Uh, at the same time, we're going to be mon- monitoring Parler and do anything we can to help them. You know what's amazing? You have never found me on, uh, you will never find me on this program uh, against free speech. Never. I think we have the ideas, I think we have the arguments. And what's happening now is maybe a one tenth of one percent or one percent or even five percent bad apples, and they're blowing out everybody. And that is how tyranny spreads. Well, we don't like what he says, and he's saying this, and, it, and when you hear that, that's the beginning of the end. Uh, when, and uh, Mr. Producer, if you and Richie, everybody around here is named Rich, you know, Rich and Richie. Anyway, so if you and Richie will pull together the list of the corporations now that are targeting 
Cruz and Hawley and also targeting Republicans. I'd like to have that tomorrow so I can make it available to the audience. Uh, These corporations are run by cowards. And cowards tend to be left-wing. And so you can decide if you want to use Marriott or Hilton. And if you have choices in health care, you can decide if you want to use Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or another. Or CVS versus Walgreens, or whatever it is. The left has gotten very good at, uh, just, uh, at doing this sort of thing, and we have not. But it's simple economics, so we need to take a look at this too. We haven't taken a caller today. Who would you recommend, Mr. Producer? Washington XM Satellite, Melissa, go. Hi, Mark. A pleasure to speak to you. I just started listening to you within the last year, and you have changed my world. You have taught me so much about the Constitution. It is amazing. Thank Thank you. you. Well, ignore these people on TV that don't even understand the 25th Amendment, don't understand impeachment. They actually think you can have an impeachment trial and convict somebody who's become a private senator, a citizen. The stupidity of that is beyond belief. Anyway, go right ahead. (laughs) I wanted to say what Brandon was speaking about earlier with the walkaway campaign. I was a member of that group. Mm -hmm. All it ever did was speak good stories. It was a beautiful place of meeting for us conservatives and those that were walking away. And as he was speaking, it clicked on me how organized the left is right now. They are to take away an email address. That doesn't just take a few spam notifications. They have to be going full board for this. You're right, and they see their opportunity. Look, they see their opportunity at permanent power. That's why they made uh, election changes to the laws in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Georgia threw a lawsuit. That's why they want to uh, change the Supreme Court, the makeup of the court. That's why they want to change the makeup of the Senate. That's why they want to attack the filibuster rule, and that's why they want to attack the Electoral College. These are four fundamental protections against tyranny and the mob. So let me put it to you this way. The mob in the street is a danger. They're breaching the Capitol building. Violence is unacceptable, and we've said it a thousand times. And I say it consistently. But when you're in the Capitol building and you're destroying our Constitution, you need to be removed. And by that, I mean voted out of office as soon as possible. And in two years, we will have our opportunity. We're going to monitor them very, very carefully. People who refuse to uphold the Constitution, people who are are trying to eviscerate the Constitution from inside, from within, they're very dangerous, and they need to be voted out as soon as possible. You see, people aren't focusing in on these people, and we need to. People aren't focusing in on these corporations that are against uh, free speech, and we need to. And so we're going to be doing a lot of that. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. You're right, highly organized, and these massive companies. You've got individuals. You've got Bezos, who's worth, what, $100 billion? You've got Zuckerberg, who's worth, what, $70, $80 billion? That bizarre-looking dude with Twitter, he's worth $50, $60 billion? I mean, these people think they own the country, and they're trying to put a little company out of business. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and we love our Constitution. I'll see you here tomorrow, folks. Chins up. God bless.
from the Westwood One Podcast Network.